It is time to officially recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. To move the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Jerusalem claimed by both Palestinians and Israelis as their capital. A fierce international backlash to what the president is proposing. His decision could plunge the region back into a fire with no end. After President Trump's controversial decision to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, the Middle East braced itself for violence. We had three and a half years of quiet, and then that happened. I thought, that's it, that's another war starting that day. But in the Palestinian Gaza Strip, a grassroots movement planned a different response. Mass, peaceful demonstrations. Weekly protests at Gaza's unofficial border with Israel would culminate in a massive demonstration on the day of the embassy opening, the 14th of May, 2018. That day would end with at least 60 Palestinians dead or dying, and almost 3,000 injured. Using footage from the Israeli army, Hamas, journalists, and the protesters themselves, this is the story of that day. Our brave soldiers are protecting the borders of Israel as we speak today. We salute you all. Did Gaza's plan for a peaceful demonstration result in one of the worst days of violence in a generation? Remember this moment. This is history. بعد ثلاثة أيام من خضاب ترامب كنت في جولة مسائية بالقرب من السياج العازل فيعني نظرت إلى هشاشة السياج فقلت يعني فقط أمتار قليلة تمنعنا من الوصول إلى أراضينا سبعون في المئة من أهالي غزة هم لاجئون قراهم ومدنهم تقع خلف السياج العازل نظرت إلى الطيور فإذا بها تتنقل بين الأشجار على طرفي الأسلاك ما أيسر الأمر إذن تقرر الطيور أن تطير فتطير في ذلك المنشور قلت فيه ماذا لو أن مئتي ألف لاجئ فلسطيني احتشدوا بالقرب من الشريط العازل وقالوا نحن نريد أن نعود إلى ديارنا نحن نريد الحياة 
كان هناك تفاعل كبير جدا مع هذه الفكرة وفي الأيام القليلة بعد نشر هذا المنشور كان هناك المئات من الشباب والنشطاء يدعون إلى هذه الفكرة وتحولت الفكرة سريعا إلى تيار رئيس في الشارع الفلسطيني وبالذات في قطاع غزة خيلتي ليلا احنا راح ندخل جوا جوا ندخل على الغلاف راح ندخل جوا وراح نورجيهم الويل برضه متشوق جهزت شنطتي حطيت قنية ميه حطيت اكله بطاريه 12 فولت وعملت طنجره محشي كويسه بتنجان قاليت فلافل جبنا كريك طواري جبنا كياس خدت جبنه وزعتر وفلفل احمر ولبست درعي ولبست خوذتي وحضرت الكمامه اول بص انطلق من الشمال كنت انا طالع فيه On the morning of the 14th of May 2018 thousands of Palestinians began arriving at Gaza's unofficial border The 14th of May was also the 70th anniversary of the founding of Israel. These weekly protests have been named the Great March of Return. They become a lightning rod for years of frustration. In 2006, Hamas was elected to power in Gaza and then expelled its rivals. In response, Israel tightened its economic blockade on the region, citing security concerns for strictly controlling all movement of goods and people in and out of the Gaza Strip. Today, the economy is in free fall. More than half of Gaza's two million inhabitants live in poverty and rely on aid. And they are prevented from leaving what is one of the most densely populated regions on Earth. Most demonstrators stayed far away from the fence and protested peacefully. But in the days leading up to the 14th of May, others had declared that they intended to break Israel's blockade of Gaza by cutting through the fence and confronting Israeli soldiers. The Israel Defense Forces, or IDF, were preparing for an invasion. Just two kilometers away, on the other side of the fence, Israeli grandmother Adele Raymer was recording a video for Facebook Live. Okay, it's really early in the morning and I'm just taking my morning walk and I see But there's a lot of soldiers here, which there usually aren't. And I look over into our fields, and I can see a huge plume of smoke coming from 
a little bit north of us in Gaza. Something's going on already. Yeah, it was scary. The, the great march of return. They, they, that's what they said they were going to do. The great march of return. So <laughs> that's what I was expecting that could happen, that they could, in the thousands, walk and just knock down the fence. Everybody's on edge. We've been assured by the army that everything is under control, but we and they are ready for everything. בתיעוד, אנחנו ביום העברת השגרירות הבאנו עשרות רבות של מצלמות שהרכבנו אותן על הגדר וניסינו לייצר תיעוד מבצעי טוב יותר ביחס למה שהיה לנו לפני זה. נערכנו להיקף מתפרעים גדול מאוד מאוד בהיקפים שלו. היישוב כרם שלום והגדר בגזרתי היה מרחק של 250 מטר. אם אנחנו לא היינו מגיעים בזמן לאירוע ומונעים חדירה של מחבלים לתוך שטחנו, הם היו תוך שתיים-שלוש דקות בתוך היישוב. Gaza is ruled by Hamas, seen in the West as a terrorist organization. They reject Israel's right to exist and have a history of suicide bombings and rocket attacks against the Jewish state. Israel has fought three major conflicts with Hamas, and it believed that these were no longer peaceful protests. But a violent attack on Israel. הייתה לי אחריות על משימת ההגנה בגזרתי, למנוע חדירה והגעה של מחבלים לגדר. הגעה לתוך היישובים זה אי עמידה במשימה. In the run-up to the 14th of May, there'd been many confrontations at the fence. Women would often take the lead. فعلا عملنا لهم خط اللي هو تقريبا درع بشري عشان يقدموا اكثر اذا انت مراه وبعض العالم بتشوف انه انت مالكيش اهميه وانه انت عملتي شيء وهم ما قدروش يعملوا هذه هي السعاده بذاتها At previous protests some people had even crossed the fence and entered Israel لما اجانا نخش السلك بلهو اليهود بالحجار وبالمناتوف بالمقصات وبالأدوات اللي بقصوا فيها قصينا النقطة هذه دخلنا المنطقة على فكرة اللي جوا أحلى من المنطقة اللي عنا من غزة المنطقة هذيك أحلى مش عارف ليش صرنا إحنا الخوف أصحاب تهزأ في حياتنا ولكن إنه إحنا أقوى من قناصاتكم هذا الرسالة كانت توصل مش إنه إحنا رمين حياتنا بالشارع لا فش بني آدم برمي حياته بالشارع ولكن الرسالة لازم توصل أنا لما أجي أنزل على السلك بعرفش حدا بعرفش إلا حالي خلص أنا بدي أنزل على السلك بدي أواجه العدو تبعي إن إحنا نقاوم عن أراضينا المحتلة <تصفيق> The fence is monitored by an all-female team of Israeli intelligence officers based in a secret control center in southern Israel.
זה ההבנה שלא כולם אויבים. שלא עשרת אלפים אנשים הם כאילו אויבים. אנחנו צריכים להבין שמדובר שם באזרחים, וזה מה שמקשה. ילדים, אימהות, לא רוצה, לא רוצה לפגוע בך אם אתה תמים. ויש לך דבר ראשון, להגן על קיבוץ, ומצד שני לשמור על האנושיות שלך. ותנסה לחבר את זה, זה מורכב. The officers in the war room are in direct communication with forces on the ground and will alert them to anything they regard as suspicious. בסך הכל ילדים. Since early morning, Israeli forces had taken a position behind the security fence, separating Israel from Gaza. They'd also laid an extra coil of barbed wire to act as a deterrent. About 300 meters away is Jaka Street, a Palestinian road that runs parallel to the fence. Israel regards the area between Jaka Street and the fence as a military no-go zone. הפעילות במרחב הגדר היא לא במרחב אזרחי, היא במרחב צבאי. בלמונדה עבר מקברת הסעוד, בעדם אלקטרב מן אלחת אלפאסל, וכל מן יוחאוול אלקטרב سيتم إطلاق النار عليه وسيتم قتله يوصلوا الرسالة للاحتلال أنهم ما زالوا محافظين على أراضيهم وعودة لأراضيهم 70% of people in Gaza are descendants of refugees Palestinians who fled or were forced to flee their land when Israel was created in 1948 and captured territory in the War of 67. Palestinians across the Middle East have long held that they have a legal right of return to what they see as their homeland. But for most Israelis, the arrival of millions of Palestinians would threaten their country's identity as a Jewish state and pose an existential threat. מחאה לגיטימית, זה ברור לי. אבל זה לא היה הסיפור. כשיש חמישים... היו דרשות של אנשי דת פלסטינים שהסיתו אותם כנגד מדינת ישראל. נגמרה הדרשה, כל ההמון מתחיל להתנפל על הגדר. זאת לא הפגנה. זה לא אירוע אזרחי, זה אירוע צבאי. ובאירוע צבאי אתה משתמש בכלים צבאיים.
IDF would be using live ammunition. Despite the risk of gunfire, hundreds of Palestinians were still determined to cross Jaka Street and head for the fence. Among them were Wissal Halil and her brother Mohammed. Wissal was a regular at the protests and had tried to cut the fence at least once. كان اسم المستعار بنك الحجار لانه كل مره بترجع لورا بتجيب في الشنطه بكمح شنطه بتجيب فيها حجار وبتوديهم للشباب الحين صرت رحت عندها لقيتها تودى حجار وميه يا شباب لجوا وقفت مع معها وقالت وقت مع هدايا That morning, Wissal had prayed by the Israeli fence on the flag on it, then returned to talk to her friend. A single gunshot hit Wissal in the head, killing her instantly. بعدين حملوها ودوها الاسعاف بعدين قلت الاسعاف اختي ومرض ايش طلع بيقول لي كذاب روحت على الدار قلت يمي وخواتي At 14 Wissal was one of the youngest people to be killed that day عمره ما تخيلت في يوم من الايام اني اشوف ابني او بنتي Defending our civilians is non-negotiable. That is our mission. That's what we are deployed to do. That's what we're trained and equipped to do. What about Wissal Sheikh Khalil, the 14-year-old? How come she was shot in the head? We've had numerous situations where people have been hit without being the intended target of that specific bullet. It's a very unfortunate situation, something that we would surely, that we surely wouldn't want to have happened. One of the leading, uh, or let's say, line of thought or assessment, working assumption, would be that it was stray bullets that hit a target and then changed direction. How often it, do you think that happened? According to the preliminary information that we have at hand now, that probably has happened uh, a few times. It's so how many is a few? Difficult to say. 
the hour after Wissar was killed, more and more people were crossing Jacker Street and getting closer to the fence. Behind the crowd, two brothers had arrived to join the protest. Ayman and his brother Abdel Salam are both descendants of refugees. In 1948, their father had fled the city of Ashdod in what is now Israel. Today, it is almost impossible for them to visit. Suddenly, the crowd surged forward. A rumor was spreading that protesters were about to breach the fence. For Ayman and his brother, this was a rare chance to step beyond the Gaza Strip. The people at the front were filming on their phones, believing they were about to be part of an historic event. But as the crowd swelled, Israeli forces released a barrage of tear gas. They then opened fire with live ammunition. In the chaos, Ayman and his brother had been separated. في نفس اللحظة أنا شفت إصابات كتير تحميها لحملات خلاص سك داخلي شيء شعور داخلي إنك أنت تروح تسعف ناس أو تساعد أو أي حاجة فجريت عليه لما نجريت عليه أنا لقيت عبد السلام متصور Abdul Salam had also been shot in the head. He died in hospital later that day. Abdel Salam wasn't the first brother that Ayman had lost in the conflict. 
16 years earlier, another brother, Ahmed, had been killed by Israeli forces while taking part in a military operation with Al-Qassam brigades, the military wing of Hamas. Ayman says that neither he nor Abdel Salam had any involvement with armed groups. But for the IDF, the whole protest was regarded as a Hamas operation. Hamas Trump's announcement that he would move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem had been the catalyst for peaceful protests at the fence organized by a grassroots movement. At first, they weren't aligned with any political or armed groups. Protests grew more popular. Leaders of groups like Hamas and Islamic Jihad, both regarded by Israel as terrorist organizations, started touring the sites and rallying the crowds. Over time, these leaders began to exert increasing control over what was now known as the Great March of Return. I know for a fact that most of the people in Gaza are not Hamas, like militant Hamas. Having said that, when the Hamas get up at their rallies, they say, we're gonna go into Israel, pull out, rip out their hearts. I mean, this is rhetoric that you can't just ignore. Given that Israel regards you as a terrorist organization, why couldn't Hamas have just stayed out of all of this? I mean, why not just let the people do their thing? أولاً شعبنا أولاً أريد أن أقول من الظلم توصيف حركة مقاومة تقاوم الاحتلال بالإرهاب وعلى العالم أن يراجع هذا هذا هذه القرارات وهذا التوصيف وأنا أقول وجود الفصائل وفي مقدمتهم حماس في هذه المسيرات هو حصانة وضمان له هذه المسيرات بهذا الترتيب إن لم ترتب من سيحضر البصات؟ الملائكة من السماء؟ من سيضع الخيام على الأرض؟ الملائكة من السماء؟ من سيوفر الماء للناس؟ دورات المياه لنا؟ نحن اعتمدنا هذا الأسلوب على الرغم من أن هناك قوة على الأرض قوة مقاومة على الأرض مسلحة ولكننا أردنا أن نختبر هذا النوع من الكفاح الشعبي السلمي إذا أفشلنا المجتمع الدولي 
ولم يساعدنا ولم ينهي معاناتنا سنتراجع للخلف ثم يكون خيار البديل هو الأولى As noon prayers came to an end on the 14th of May, a new wave of people flowed out of the mosques to join the protests at the border. It was fast becoming one of the biggest public demonstrations in Gaza for a generation. Despite the rising death toll, people were still being urged to come. We had intelligence a few days prior to the 14th that Hamas were planning to uh, breach the fence by a rather simple but what would seem an effective plan. The first wave would be civilians using civilians as cover in order for a second wave of trained operatives to breach inside and then hopefully from their point of view take one of the soldiers with them and drag them back uh, to the Gaza Strip. Across Gaza, buses were provided by Hamas and others to transport demonstrators to the protest sites on the border. طلعت رحت على المسجد وطلعنا في بسات المسجد. حسب المساجد ما كانت يعني انتوا ودوهان انتوا ودوهان انتوا ودوهان. Intisar was told that her bus was heading for Gaza's main protest site, but in fact, protest organizers were taking her somewhere else. شرق المقبرة الشرقية طبعاً منطقة عسكرية منطقة وعرة منطقة فيها سواتر مكشوفة. They brought her to an unofficial site near a graveyard with little cover and no medical facility. It was also right next to a Hamas military training area. أنا صح كنت معصبة لأنه هذا المكان ما عمرناش نزلنا فيه. فكانت منطقة بتخوف. As hundreds more people arrived, four paramedics were dispatched to the area. By chance, one of them was Intasar's son, Musa. Musa was a paramedic in Gaza's civil defense force, part of the Hamas Ministry of the Interior. With no field hospitals in the area, he was one of the only medics in a crowd of hundreds. لا تبع تطبيش ولا كوشوك ولا حاجة بس أنا لما رحت يعني اقتنعت في الإشي لما رحت نظام أنا شيء حماسية 
تحمسك للاشي يعني تحط في قلبك الحماس انك تروح لليهودي تقطع راس 24-year-old Bada had also been busted that day. He'd never attended a protest before. I'm getting this big tear. Gather in the shuffle, Yehudi, who betrayed me. Hamil Baruto, couldn't mukder in the arf nuh al nuh al Baruto al Hamilah kaman. Eyewitnesses say at least two armed Palestinians stood aside from the crowd. and began firing on Israeli soldiers. I saw a man wearing a mask and a man wearing a mask. So I felt that he was afraid of the Jews. He was afraid of the Jews and the Jews were afraid of the Jews. He was afraid of the Jews. سفتح العشوائي بشراسة بشي عنيف جدا هم بطحن الكل The IDF have provided this infrared video footage that they say show shots being fired at Israeli soldiers and IEDs being detonated It was all being monitored from the IDF war room a few miles away והיה אפשר לשמוע אותו גם בקשר, שהלוחמים בלחץ. כוח בשטח מנהל מולם קרב יריות, ש-15-20 אנשים הוציאו אקדחים וירו בכוח מטווח באמת אפסי. המון פיצוצים, המון שחור, ואני חושבת שהבלגן שהלך שם, בסופו של דבר אנחנו יודעים איך הוא נגמר. Idea fired back for 40 minutes. هذا ماسك رجله هيك وبيحكي آية رجلي وهذا بيحكي عند مدة الحقوني وصوات وصراخ كيف هذا يموت وهذا هذا رجله طائرة من هدم وهذا نار مولعانة ولخمة ومجزرة كانت. Musa was one of only four medics treating the wounded. يعني حتى موسى هو رئيس إيه كان كل يوم خد ساتر ارتمي على الأرض الحقته عطول لإني وراه شايفه. Whilst he was treating three casualties and wearing a paramedic's vest, he was shot through the chest. With his mother by his side, he lay bleeding for over 25 minutes. before his colleagues were able to evacuate him. At the hospital, he was declared dead on arrival. Twenty-one people were killed at the graveyard that afternoon. At least eight of them were alleged members of Al-Qassam brigades, the military wing of Hamas. Two of them were children. 
No Israelis were hurt. The Hamas leadership denies they sanctioned a military operation that day, but admits that Palestinians opened fire. What did happen at the graveyard? The guidance to the soldiers by commanders on the ground was be proportionate, be precise, be, be professional. Remember that you're defending civilians behind you, but also remember that you are to use your weapons only when necessary and only in a situation where we don't have any other means of stopping somebody from posing a threat. We defended our civilians and we upheld our sovereignty and we denied Hamas any significant military claim. The injured were being evacuated to the hospitals in the cities. But by mid-afternoon, they were overwhelmed. The Ministry of Health called on citizens to give blood and declared a medical emergency. Jamie McGoldrick from the UN had been monitoring the situation from his office in Gaza City. Reports from the various news outlets were saying 50 people, 30 people, the numbers growing, and we could see at some point it was starting to mount quite significantly, and we knew there was a delay in that as well. And it was that point in time we realised that we had to go there and see if there was any support further that we could do and give. You couldn't drive in because they'd cut this area up into the triage area. So this flow was appearing in bigger numbers. People who are tending to wounded, tending to people being brought in on stretchers. The more severely wounded were taken inside to the, the, the emergency area and it was getting log jammed. The doctors were running around because they had never seen this number in this way. Patients were everywhere. They were in the corridors, they were in the outpatient clinics, in the pediatric ward, in the gynecology ward, lying everywhere. We tried to stop bleeding for some patients in the corridors. Patients were shouting on the other side. Patients were standing in queues to enter the OT rooms to have their operation done, life-saving operations. Some of them died waiting there. And you are not speaking about 10 patients. 20 patients, you are speaking about 1,000 patients at one day having live gunshot injuries with a hospital with a capacity with three beds, and another hospital with six beds, and another hospital with five beds, in total 40 beds with 1,000 injuries. That's, you do the calculation. Doctors would discover that over a period of eight hours that day, the IDF shot over 1,000 Palestinians an average of one person every 30 seconds. Most of these people were shot in the leg. 
bones turn to dust. It's, it's like an epidemic or an outbreak of gunshots. When you say an outbreak of a disease, it's an outbreak of gunshots. It's unusual. At 3.30, Gaza's health ministry reported that 37 Palestinians had been killed and over 1,700 injured. So far, not a single protester had crossed into Israel. The crowds rallied for a final push. כשאנחנו נזיינו שיש מגמה של בן אדם 
שהוא המסית המרכזי, שמשלב את ההמון ומנהל את אותו אירוע במרחב ההתפרעות, אז אנחנו אישרנו לצלפים לפגוע לו ברגליים, בשביל לוודא שהוא לא חוזר. So it was allowed to shoot someone to prevent them from coming to the fence. Is that right? כשאנחנו זיהינו תנועה הולכת וחוזרת של אותם אנשים, בגירים, לא ילדים, לא נשים, בגירים, שהמאפיינים שלהם היו מאפיינים של פעילים צבאיים, ההנחיה הייתה לפגוע להם ברגליים. As a result of being shot, Bashir's leg was amputated above the knee. According to Gaza's Ministry of Health, he's one of 17 people to lose a limb after being injured on May the 14th. اللعنة على الرجل اللي بدأش تروح في ده فلسطين فلسطين أجبتنا وفلسطين إلا حق علينا واجب As four o'clock approached crowds and dignitaries gathered in Jerusalem for the official opening ceremony of the new U.S. Embassy a vision of two distinct realities when it comes to this conflict. It is here today over the official recognition of Israel's capital. Here in the embassy compound, the Israelis are jubilant. And for this joyous celebration, a high-powered American delegation, nearly the entire Israeli cabinet. There was a sense of the gravitas of the moment. There was a solemnity to it, almost a, a religious cast to it. for myself as a Jew, you know, waiting basically for this moment for 2,000 years, as an Israeli waiting for this moment for 70 years, having basically fought for this moment, not just in the army, but fought for this moment in diplomacy. Um, it was a moment of great fulfillment for me. There was a sense of being in the moment of history. On behalf of the 45th President of the United States on America, we welcome you officially and for the first time to the Embassy of the United States here in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. Thank you. Thank you. I went over to interview at a bank of cameras representing the international media uh, and found myself being interviewed not so much about the ceremony about rather about what was happening in Gaza. We're told 25 people now dead. How does that impact uh, what's happening today? Well, it's not going to impact the in any way the jubilation that you see going on behind us. We've waited for this moment, as I said, for many, many years. The narrative is going to go out there that while Israel was celebrating this event, Israeli soldiers were accused of firing wantonly and indiscriminately. at peaceful demonstrators. No Hamas, no attempt to break through the border, no sense that our people were in danger of imminent massacre. And it began to sink in that the ceremony, the inauguration ceremony, would be marshaled as evidence against us. It is now my great honor to call upon the Prime Minister of the State of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. Dear friends, the embassy 
of the most powerful nation on Earth, our greatest ally, the United States of America. Today, its embassy opened here. We are in Jerusalem, and we are here to stay. We are here in Jerusalem, protected by the brave soldiers of the Army of Israel. Our brave soldiers are protecting the borders of Israel as we speak today. We salute them all, all of you. What a glorious day. Remember this moment. This is history.
death toll still rising, Hamas and the protest organizers called an end to the day's demonstrations. مجرد انه صاروا ينادوا انه المسيرات يوم 14/5 انتهى بس الوقت باوله الناس لسه مشاركه معنويه الناس عاليه يعني بصراحه ما كانش نفسنا انه اليوم يعني يعني ينتهي بالشكل هذا جدا كنت محبط الناس جميعها يعني كانت راسمه لشغله وحدث العكس كان مرسوم لهذا اليوم 14 5 دخول تمام ما فيش مسارج دخول كان متوقع عدم نقل السفاره انتقلت السفاره كانت عشرات المحاولات للدخول ولكن دون جدوى في كل محاوله يسقط شهداء في كل محاوله يسقط عشرات الاصابات هل اتوقع بانه ملوش لزوم؟ والمسيمه هيتا لاعصور ات المخبلين وات المتبارين على الغدر ولمنوع منهم خطيه وخديره لتوخ شتخ مدينه اسرائيل كيش صفا بالمسيمه هذو عمدنا لعمدنا بها بصوره طوبه مؤد By the end of the 14th of May 2018, at least 60 Palestinians were dead or dying, and over 2,700 were injured. One Israeli was hurt. Hamas later claimed more than 50 of the dead as their own. You have 60,000 people there, around 60 get killed, 52 of them are Hamas. All right, that is actually the Israeli army exercising tremendous restraint in the face of a dire security threat. The paramedic, Musa Abu Hassanin, was one of the dead claimed by Hamas. Palestinians say that like most of the dead, he had nothing to do with the organization's armed wing and was posing no threat to Israel when he was shot. هذول بكونوا رايحين يحاربوا او رايحين يعني يشاركوا لا بيشاركوا في عملهم civilians who participated in these riots paid an unfortunate price and what's really sad is that it doesn't seem as if Hamas has changed its strategy or is thinking of doing anything else والمواثيق أن نقاوم الاحتلال فنحن نؤمن بأن الاحتلال سنبقى نقاومه بكل الأدوات الخشنة والعسكرية والسلمية والقانونية والسياسية والدبلوماسية نحن لم نكن نتوقع أن الاحتلال يمكن أن يقوم بهذا الجرائم من القتل لكن كنا نقول لو فعلها ستحرج إسرائيل أمام العالم ونظهر الاحتلال على صورته we did not understand. Israel didn't understand this enough that the protest of the rioter in Gaza is the new missile. If 
they're shot, riots if they're shot, they inflame public opinion in the world much better than rocket fire does. And this was proof of it. ממתכת בעובי של סנטימטר, עולמות שונים, שונים לגמרי. Israel casino magnate gave $25 million to a political action committee supporting Trump and $5 million to Trump's inauguration festivities. I am not Israeli. The uniform that I wore in the military, unfortunately, was not an Israeli uniform. It was an American uniform, although my wife was in the IDF, and one of my daughters was in the IDF, and my two little boys, our two little boys, one of whom will be bar mitzvah tomorrow. Hopefully he'll come back. His hobby is shooting, and uh, he'll come back and be a sniper for the, uh, for the IDF. <laughs> 